Welcome in to another episode of the Esports Network podcast, presented as always by Esports Network. Today I'm joined by Adam Weinstein, the CEO at Thrive Fantasy, an app that uh, provides daily fantasy games and is adding esports to its offerings very soon. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good. I appreciate the time. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. So first, I wanted to start with an elevator pitch. If you only have 30 seconds to explain Thrive to somebody who hasn't heard of it, what do you say? Sure. So Thrive is a new daily fantasy sports and now esports platform for prop bets. So daily fantasy and tradition uh, is really dominated by a small percentage of users. So we wanted to create a much easier game concept and format for the casual fan to compete at a high level. So we have completely changed that and, and flipped it. And now uh, the masses have, have a nice chance of competing and winning some money. Yeah, I love that. And having games be accessible is is important and something that we've seen in the wider gambling world and sports betting world lately. And we're going to get into that. In this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, esports fantasy, the uh, previous esports betting initiatives. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court decision that has really opened up a lot of opportunities for sites like Thrive and a variety of other topics. So that's what you have to look forward to. But first, I wanted to let you explain what the scoring system looks like, what, how a user will interact with Thrive once it's, uh, once it's up and running. Yeah, absolutely. So we are up and running. Um, we do NFL, MLB, NBA, and now we just finalized uh, Counter-Strike and League of Legends. So even if you go on our app or website today, you'll, you'll see some contests up and running uh, in the esports sector. But really what we, we wanted to take a look into, as I mentioned earlier, uh, about 1% of users for traditional daily fantasy and the salary cap model uh, will account for winning over 90% of the money. So they have these algorithms that are just optimizing lineups and, and the casual fan, the guy who doesn't have the, these algorithms just get crushed. So at Thrive, instead of drafting a lineup uh, from every type of user or player, we give you a list of 10 what we call prop bets. Uh, a prop bet is a simple over-under on a certain athlete's stats. So uh, for example, Counter-Strike will have over-under kills for a certain athlete in a, in a match or deaths or headshots. So we give you a list of 10 of these prop bets, and you pick five out of the 10, and then you go up against other users. So really quick, really streamlined, more of a pick-up-and-play type of mentality, and uh, people seem to really enjoy it. Very cool. Yeah, the Sharps have definitely taken a hold of the uh, daily fantasy world. They've been kicked out of so many different casinos, and classic sports betting that I think they're turning towards those salary algorithms to to get their to make their uh, their careers because it's there's been a crackdown on so many different sharps out there exactly yeah even like the Wall Street guys who are who are making really good money they left because daily fantasy was even more lucrative uh, than what they were doing uh, down there with with stocks so just to, um, imagine that um, with millions of dollars changing hands obviously uh the casual fan if they don't are not privy to those resources they're just going to get crushed every time so we changed that game concept we changed the model and the casual fans are are absolutely seeing a a much higher chance of competing on our site yeah it's very cool and it's so important in the esports world to make it accessible to people i don't know if there's people who would qualify as sharps out there for for esports quite yet but you know, if the money's out there, the, the sharps aren't far behind. Exactly. And if there are sharps who see our lines as bad lines or are not uh, 
close to the norm, let us know because this is our first crack at doing uh, prop bets for esports. So we'd love to get your thoughts. Um, but obviously, you're you're there to make money as well. So if you don't want to let us know and just take advantage of it, <laughs> I, I understand that as well. Yeah, if you see some users who are consistently placing at the top, might be might be good to reach out to them. Be like, what uh, what did you notice? Uh, maybe we'll. Exactly. So very cool. So you're working on League of Legends and CS:GO. Those are the two main ones right now. Plans to open up to other games in the future? Or are you really just focusing on those two for now? Yeah, absolutely. So we are getting into Dota 2. Uh, that should be probably being released in the next two to three weeks. But what's really exciting is we're talking to some esports franchises and esports content providers and. Really, all we need is the data feeds that they provide for tournaments or for season matches, and we can implement them onto our app uh, and platform pretty quickly. So hopefully, and this would be ideal, we can get into Fortnite and COD and, and Overwatch and uh, the, the eSports games and, and Smash, but a pipe dream for now, but there definitely are some titles uh, that uh, we, we want to see uh, in the very near future. Yeah, I'd love to to see some of the different games you could do, and I can't even imagine what Battle Royale prop bets would look like. Like, I'm trying to figure out. It's like maybe a certain player finishes, you get their, their finish in total rankings of over under, like, 10th place. It, I'm just trying to, to figure it out. Well, what's really nice is with prop bets, uh, the, the opportunities are limitless. You can really just make, like, even ninja let's just say for fortnite you can do over under what wood picked up or kills or oh. like uh when when he revives people or all these different types of, of situations we we really can just make over unders for so if you're just looking at like let's just say an nfl game uh for for DraftKings or for FanDuel, it's really limiting uh in terms of the different game concepts but when it comes to prop bets you can make 500 on, on a single match so uh, we're really looking forward to just making a unique uh, model and, u- and unique uh, experience for the user. Yeah, that's interesting. How What is it like working in an area like in the NFL, you have your traditional lines and then, yeah, there's crazy prop bets like interceptions thrown or the Super Bowl length of the national anthem or something like that. But is it cool to be in a space where you can actually start creating your own prop bets that the world may never have seen before because it esports betting is such a new thing doubt a doubt yeah so regardless nfl is always going to be king when it comes to fantasy and, and engagement right they, they think about 70 70 to 75 percent uh, of revenue for daily fantasy is generated solely on nfl so we're still going to stick to passing yards touchdowns interceptions what have you in nfl but as you alluded to for for esports, really, uh, we're, we're creating a whole new uh, industry and landscape. So it is really exciting, and, and we're learning daily because um, all these different contests for CS:GO and League of Legends they have different uh, match lengths. And even this morning, we were watching uh, the North versus uh, MIBR, and it went to triple overtime. So mm-hmm. that hit all the props for the over. So we're really just uh, at very embryonic stage uh, and development of this, but. Yeah, it's just really cool to be at the forefront of something that we consider to, to be a massive opportunity. Yeah, so who else are your main competitors? I know DraftKings is doing League of Legends. You mentioned that before the call. But who, what else is out there? Are there any other big companies looking at esports or, or working in that space right now? 
Sure. Yeah. So there's definitely esports gambling. We we know that it's over an eight billion dollar industry, even just in the U.S. this year alone. So people are definitely betting on esports, but it's more uh, who's going to win a match or um, who, who's going to win a tournament. So we don't see um, any peer to peer action like what we're involved in. So we don't care who wins uh, from the user standpoint. Uh, we we take a commission no matter what. But it's not like you're going up against the house, um, and you have to lay like some crazy odds. Yeah, definitely. So the U.S. sports betting landscape has changed a ton recently, and has really opened the door for some things like Thrive to have a lot less legal hurdles in your way, and that's because of the Supreme Court decision, which uh, went into effect about a year ago. I think it was May 2018. Yeah. That's right. And all that did was allow sports gambling to be something that states chose. And since that time, some of the bigger states, uh, New Jersey legalized it, Nevada legalized it. Well, Nevada already had a unique setup with it. Um, But I think there's five, I think there's seven total states that have legalized sports gambling in some facet and a bunch more coming. Um... How has that really changed the the sports gambling landscape? Having those, having it really be recognized in the U.S. for the for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the experts actually believe there are going to be over twenty five states uh, by 2020, 2021 that will have uh, some sort of legalized gambling, whether it's mobile or brick and mortar or or both. But just for us, we were in the prop betting space um, a month before, uh, PASPA got overturned. We actually launched for opening day of 2018. So April, and then a month later, the, the sports betting industry gets, uh, flipped on its head. So really what's nice is prop bets were considered a gambling term or something that, um, was in, was not considered daily fantasy or in a gray area. So the fact that now people, even on sports center, you're seeing five, six, seven times a segment, they're talking about over unders. It's just, really nice for us to not have to um, hide what we're doing because we know that what we're doing is regulated. It's uh, legal. It's something that people want. So just the fact that we don't have to hide under uh, this, this quote unquote dark or or gray underground, it it just makes us a lot more comfortable and and excited to move forward. Yeah, and it was always there in the shadows. Even on Sports Center, you know, the the announcers would make a call when there was a bad beat, but they wouldn't explicitly refer to the line. But you know, somebody'd go down on the one yard line, and it wouldn't affect the score of the game or the the outcome of the game. But they'd make some reference to it, and it's really cool to see it now actually being recognized because it was always there, and it was it was a not talked about but talked about secret, I guess, during all the broadcasts. It's crazy. It's an 150 plus billion dollar a year industry, and and these announcers know exactly what's going on. The teachers of, of these students know exactly what's going on. They're probably betting on something uh, a couple times a year at minimum. So this is this is the United States. Like, listen, gambling. We were we were founded on gambling. So the fact that it took this long is insane to me. But we're moving in the right direction. So uh, yeah, we're 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 just in a in a great spot to take advantage of it. Yeah, when you have like the Black Sox scandal go down in 1919 and with the mob fixing games, you know, sports gambling has been been around in America for the better part of it. That that was a century ago. Actually, this is the anniversary of that. I just realized that. So, yeah, the sports gambling world is uh, is massive. 
it's it's really something that you you wouldn't be able to understand until it's legalized nationally because mm-hmm. there's still bookies and, and underground guys who they're they're doing everything on credit and these guys even if sports betting becomes legal uh in a certain state they're they're not going to stray away from what they know so this is going to be such a crazy next three to five years and everybody who who wants to be part of it like now now is the time to uh to to do it because this is we're we're at the pioneer we're at the we're at the exact right moment um in united states history to to really see what this is all about yeah what what are some hurdles that the supreme court decision lifted out of your way what is now easier for thrive to do that would have been tougher just just over a year ago so really nothing on the legislation side because we are under the umbrella of daily fantasy we adhere to all Mm. compliance and regulations under that statute because we're not the house uh again we're we're just uh the the platform where you can go up against other users but what's really nice is now investors and now people who see what we're doing are not like oh this is gambling this is illegal Mm. they're being like wow this is really cool this is something that we haven't seen before and, and this has a lot of legs so just having it out in the open is a relief uh within itself yeah and that different that daily fantasy umbrella like you said earlier is a it was a gray area for so long and while it was legalized there were different lawsuits that came around where people are like all right why 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 don't we allow straight up sports gambling but we're allowing DraftKings and FanDuel to operate um right so it's it's cool that it's finally been accepted and those lawsuits can go out the window and be like, yeah, it kind of was gambling, but that's okay because gambling is okay. Right. Well, it's definitely a game of skill. I mean, you, you'll yeah. never see in another industry 1% of users winning over 90% of the money. That would just be ridiculous in, in any other landscape. And even on, on the gambling aspect, if one guy was winning 90% of the money, you'd be not only banned from every sports book ever created, but there'd be many investigations as to how he's uh, hitting at that type of mark. But either which way, yeah, um, now Daily Fantasy with, with Schneiderman, I know back in 2015, 2016, when uh, the New York Attorney General was saying that it was considered gambling and illegal, that really froze the market for 12 to 15 months. But the fact that he lost that uh, that lawsuit and people were like, hey, we want to keep playing Daily Fantasy – um, it just makes us reassured that we're, we're going in the right direction. For sure. So I wanted to talk about right around that time was actually when uh, some of the different esports fantasy sites took off. There was two ones that I remember, and that was Alpha Draft, which actually got bought out by FanDuel and Vulcan. And both of them ended up shutting down seizing operations. And I believe... I can't remember what Alpha Draft was, but I remember Vulcan cited that they had uh, legal troubles. They were worried about that lawsuits, like the one you mentioned right there. So it's it's crazy. What what are some lessons you could take away from some of those first companies that were in the space that you can apply to Thrive? Sure. So we definitely know the the history of Daily Fantasy. We're, we're very uh, understanding that this was something that our forefathers, and I'm saying that very loosely, uh, <laughs> helped us pave, pave the way to, to be legal now. But we're, we're just always conscientious, 
conscientious uh, of what the landscape is because it is always evolving and changing. So we haven't, there were a couple of different situations and points where we could have uh, towed the line uh, from, from being legal to illegal, but we just know that it, if push comes to shove and anyone took a look at what we're doing, uh, we're adhering and making sure that we're complying with everything. So just don't be stupid in the sense of if something is uh, considered gray or you can manipulate it, just, just don't do it. And, and we definitely, that's one of our pillars for sure. Yeah, that's probably a good uh, starting point to have is just don't uh, don't creep into the gray area if you don't have to be. Sure. So why did you feel like right now was the best time for Thrive? There's, you know, we mentioned Draft Duels is doing League of Legends. I googled just esports fantasy games to see what else is out there. The second result was ESL. It's like, oh, ESL does this. Opened it up, looked for... Uh, current contest they didn't have any so i was like okay so there is not a ton of opportunity out there in the from the big companies what did, why did you feel like thrive had a chance to uh thrive i guess yeah, absolutely yeah so what's crazy for fando and DraftKings, obviously they're exponentially bigger than us but now that passive is overturned, their priority A, B, C, D, and E is sports betting. They're not really looking to iterate on their game concepts for daily fantasy. So we believe wholeheartedly if we're first to market with these prop bets, if we can get a, a consistent user base who really likes what we're doing, they can push it to their friends and word of mouth and, and refer. Because esports is extremely engaging within the community. They, they talk all the time, these guys. And... It's the perfect demographic for us. They're young, they're they're affluent, they're they're smart. So if they like what we're building, this thing can uh, scale pretty quickly. And and we're really confident that what we've created is a ton of fun and, and something that no one's ever seen before. So we're going for it, man. Uh, we we think uh, we believe in what we're created. So uh, there's no better time than now. For sure, for sure. And when you talk about scaling, one of the worries I think that has to be forefront of your mind, I know you've thought about this, is match fixing, which has been a problem in uh, esports previously with players conspiring against it and they've been caught out and they've been blackballed in some cases. How uh, do you worry about that in esports? And sort of a, it's a very unregulated area in comparison to traditional sports at this point. How much of a concern is match fixing for you? Sure. Yeah, that, that's always a concern in any situation uh, when it comes to taking uh, user users' money and having them go up against each other. But uh, it's very different in the sense that we're not the house. So if a match was fixed and people lost money when on a fixed match, like the house, I'm assuming would, would refund the money or or have a different uh, direction that they want to go. But for us, even if the max match matches fixed these prop bets still might be relatively close to to where the line is but we'll cross that bridge when we get there um we're definitely not looking to to scam anybody or take advantage (laughs) of a match fixing situation so um either which way we'll we'll make sure that we do right by our users for sure yeah absolutely and i'm sure that that's uh you don't you know any scandal like that can be huge and Players have stopped. That was something I remember back from like 2013, 2014. Uh, it was getting to be a problem in CSGO. But now it's esports has scaled up to a much more professional and larger place that it's not, you know, people feel like they have the 
somebody watching over them that they might not have had when match fixing yeah, was really such a huge problem. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely governing bodies now, and and the trust aspect. That yeah, I mean, obviously with the Fortnite situation, there have a lot of been a lot of people who've been banned already for this massive tournament coming up, but. Uh, again, we'll we'll be very cognizant to to know what the the rules and regulations are, and uh, we'll we'll make sure that we we do right for for anything that comes down the pipeline. Yeah, do you have any discussions with the publishers of these games? What are you know what is Riot thinking about people betting on League of Legends? Do you have any insight on how the publishers view the the esports gambling space? Yeah, so we've had very very initial discussions with a couple and they're all for it like they they want other monetization opportunities with, with their games and uh we've actually partnered with uh, sport radar who has these data feeds and they have they're partnered with riot, the riots of the world so they know it's there people are betting on it regardless so it'd be naive of them to not want uh to to better understand this landscape but more so if they want a piece of the pie um thrive is a really nice partnership opportunity for all these guys yeah i can imagine that you know any revenue is good revenue and if people are going to be betting on their game they want a piece of that if they can get it or to at least support the scene exactly yeah and mlb and nfl nba are are the same way with their integrity they're not going to get it from vegas but they definitely asked for it and uh publishers will be the exact same way yeah, absolutely. So the final topic I want to talk about with you was when you're betting on esports, they have a unique aspect that traditional sports don't, and that's that it's all online. So are there any unique things that you can do with esports bets or esports props because their playing field is digital that is tough to do with traditional sports? Well, not not very differentiated in that aspect but what is what's so cool is you can be streaming this massive tournament on on twitch online and as you're watching it we're actually live updating all these stats and props every 45 seconds or every minute so this is the only secondary screen that's that's really doing that at this moment but um it, it just makes it really easy because even at on tuesday at six in the morning there could be a huge tournament in london or uh, in Asia, and we'll have all that opportunity to uh, to be able to uh, really uh, lay some prop bets on it. So it's just cool that we don't have to adhere to oh every every MLB game starts at seven o five Eastern or uh, NBA is at nine o'clock. So we we can really have this twenty uh, four hour type of situation rolling. So really cool in that aspect for sure. Can you imagine what it would look like if you could integrate prop bets into Twitch Chat? And you could tip with bets that come up live on screen. Like, that would yeah. be insane. I mean, we're we're not too far away from that being a, a realistic situation. So maybe not with us, maybe with a, a different um, concept. But I promise by, by 2021, they're going to be in Twitch or one of these other uh, stream providers. There's going to be gambling right on screen for sure. That's cool. That's that's a cool thing to think about and the way you can integrate those two worlds together and you can, you know, immediately talk trash and react to to bets that go on the screen. Man, that's uh sounds like the future of consuming and betting on esports events and I'm I'm here for it. It's going to be wild and it's really going to be really exciting. So, sky's the limit uh, in the very foreseeable future. Fantastic. So, that was every question I had for you. 
Was there anything I didn't ask you about that you want to say about Thrive Fantasy, about esports gambling, or the wider sports betting world? Not really. Just definitely we, we would love to have you guys check out our platform. It's really fun, very quick. Uh, anyone who puts in promo code esports uh, in upon sign-up will give you a free $2 credit. Um, so you can definitely uh, test it out, test out the waters. But it's just uh, we'd love to have you and see what you think. Hit us up on Twitter. We're extraordinarily uh, responsive and engaged on, on Twitter. It's at Thrive Fantasy, one word. And let us know what you think. Awesome. Okay, when this podcast goes up, I will link uh, link your site below. Make sure to put promo code ESports in there as well. And yeah, thank you for joining me, Adam. I really appreciate you taking the time and good luck with the future. Thanks, Mitch. It was awesome. Appreciate it. Awesome. Talk soon, all right? And if you download the app, um, I'll see it. Just, just let us know. Just put in Mitch as a promo code. I'll throw you 10 bucks. Hey, I appreciate that. I'm downloading it right now, and I'm going to bet on some League of Legends games. Let's do it. Love it. Let's do it. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, my man. Right, man. Good talking Talk to you. That was Adam Weinstein, the CEO of Thrive Fantasy, doing some esports gambling, esports betting opportunities. That is a huge, huge, huge unidentified and unexplored area. Like we mentioned, some companies that have already started doing it, but he brings up a great point. You know, you have DraftKings doing it, but DraftKings is fully engaged with the new sports betting opportunities. Uh, You've got a ton of companies coming over from Europe ever since the Supreme Court decision passed who are bringing like Bovada, William Hill, uh, big companies that have been established in a place where it was legal and had their, they they had a, I don't know what I, how I want to say this. They, they were working in the American space uh, in the shadows for quite a while. And you can tell because the Supreme Court decision happened and then they are immediately opening up casinos in New Jersey and uh, Nevada. They're working on stuff in New York. My state, Oregon, is has sports gambling coming through the Oregon Lottery coming in soon. So there was a lot of companies who were ready and waiting for the Supreme Court decision and now they have focused on scaling that. But while that Supreme Court decision happened... It meant everybody else had an opportunity in traditional sports, which leaves the esports sector wide open for a company like Thrive to start really gaining some serious market share. And I'm going to go check it out because he just tossed me 10 bucks on the platform. And I'm excited to to bet on some prop bets for esports because it's, you know, casually gambling on things is fun. Don't let it, uh, it, it can become a problem. I feel like I should say that as we talk this whole time about gambling, um, Make sure you gamble responsibly. That is important. Don't be don't be spending money you can't you don't have. That's rule number one of gambling. Um, but if you enjoy it, if you want to add a little bit of something extra to your to your games, to your esports experience, be sure to check out Thrive Fantasy. And hopefully, it does make its way over to Twitch chat because I can't think of anything more fun than uh, throwing out bets and watching Twitch chat react in live time to winning or losing money that just sounds like an absolute um, hilarious experience and something that would be really cool for the esports world so that's all for this podcast be sure to check out some of the other esports network podcasts we've done recently i talked with 
uh, Geekleets, which is a cool esports tournament organizer and about the NBA 2K scene and how the the amateur NBA 2K scene has really developed over the last year and a half of the NBA 2K League. I talked with HKS Design Studios, who are working on the new esports facilities in Paris for Team Vitality and talking about what they are looking for when they build out an esports facility. So that was a cool podcast to do as well. That's the that's two below. But yeah, we've covered some cool topics, had some great interviews. Thank you again to Adam Weinstein for joining us on this podcast. And we will be back again soon with another interview or topic. I haven't scheduled it quite yet, but I have some cool things in the works. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, appreciate everybody who took the time listen to here. Uh, if you like us, please drop a subscribe, rate us. I appreciate it. We're doing these consistently. Uh, two or three a week is the goal. Not always hitting that. But we're trying to give you as much esports podcast content as we absolutely can. So if you enjoy it, please, yeah, support us and we appreciate it.